I want to start this morning by saying uh, just how blessed I am to be your pastor. I love the way you all love me. I'm so blessed by it. I'm so grateful for it. Over the past week, I have gotten so many texts expressing sympathy for my Buckeyes who lost to the Bulldogs a week and a day ago. In fact, last Sunday, if you weren't here, I was even greeted that morning with people barking at me three times. But the texts I've gotten have been lovely, most of them supporting, some of them giving me grief, probably deservedly so. And my response to all of them, even this morning as people graciously brought up my Buckeyes again, my response has always been, football is dumb. <laughs> but, but, but I can't say that anymore. Right? This, this, this season of epiphany is all about Jesus being made known for who he is. Right? We start that with the Magi, that was Friday, the day of Epiphany when the, the three wise men show up and they bring him gifts and they recognize Jesus to be the king and, and it, it grows from there. That of course was when he was a baby. Today the, the, the Epiphany continues with the baptism of Jesus when those gathered at that baptism saw and heard God doing something and Jesus was made known to be who he is. And if you had uh, your eye at all on the, the world around us this week, you, you know that we witnessed that again. Last Monday, if, if you, 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 maybe you were watching the game or maybe the aftermath of the game, there was a, a, a horrific injury of Darma, uh, Damar Hamlin. Uh, he had cardiac arrest on the field, was given CPR. Um, it was horrible. And in the aftermath of that, in, in those moments, and in the week that has transpired, I, I can't say football is dumb anymore. Because we witnessed in the past week the power of prayer. Uh, a, a culture around us that has prayed and vocally prayed. I mean, I, I was watching, well, I was watching highlights. I don't watch ESPN too much, especially in the week that was, anyway. I don't watch it, right? But, but there was an actual, uh, a, a guy was, was talking about football and he prayed on ESPN Live. That's amazing. There, there was a football game yesterday. I don't, I've got a picture of it. I don't know, this happened before the game. People gathered and prayed. It's epiphany. God's showing up and doing who and what he does. Now, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I love, and, and, and if you follow in the, the, the story at all, Damar is, is awake. He's doing well. He's, I mean, it's remarkable. He's, it's incredible. And... and it's incredible. And, and, and credit goes to all kinds of, of, of people that were involved and, and agencies and, and, and things and the, the medical trainers and the, the medical staff that were there. But, but man, 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 it's been amazing to watch God work. 
in incredible ways. Incredible ways. God is good. Now, I, I don't know if, if there were people that never prayed, began to pray. I, I like to think that happened. I like to think that people that maybe have prayed but don't pray that often, maybe pray, prayed a little bit more this week for, for this situation and this story. But what I think really happened, and which I think is really important and powerful, is that, that there were people of faith who became more vocal about their faith. They were more forthcoming. Yeah, I'm a person of prayer. And I, I think that's important. I think that's vital. In fact, it, it reminds me a little bit. Maybe, maybe uh, you, you remember those days of, of when we were worshiping out in the parking lot and you were in your cars. I mean, and, and you were vocal. You remember that? Man, I loved parking lot worship. I mean, I hated parking lot worship, right? But I lo- the thing I loved about parking lot worship is you quiet reserved faithful people laid on those horns at the drop of a hat and it was awesome you were vocal in your faith in those moments I think we as a nation the faithful followers of Jesus as a nation have been at parking lot worship and we've been laying on our horns saying I'm a person of prayer and I think that's powerful and beautiful and what epiphany is all about people seeing Jesus to be who he is and ascribing him glory and honor. That's epiphany. Jesus comes out on the scene today. That's what this baptism is about, right? He's, he's coming onto the scene Right, because the, the reality is we haven't heard much from Jesus since those magi, right? When, when he was young, a toddler maybe, or maybe even younger. Now we, we, our, our best estimates are that he's around 30 years old. So Jesus has had a, a, an entire upbringing and an entire uh, life lived, and, and now is his moment. Now he comes onto the scene and people are going to say, aha. There he is, just like they did this week. Why was Jesus baptized? That's, that's a question that I think we can wrestle with a little bit today, right? Because we talk about baptism a lot. Baptism is for the forgiveness of your sins. But why was Jesus baptized? He didn't need to be forgiven, right? I mean, he was sinless. So why, why was Jesus baptized? It's not about forgiveness for Jesus, it's about an announcement, right? And, and what we have just in these short verses of, of Matthew's version of, of the baptism of Jesus is, is really connecting Jesus to the story that, that went before him. There are, there are three elements that I think are, are vital to this story, right? And, and it has to do with, with the place and the story it came from. And the first is that it's a nod to Noah. You remember the story of Noah, the flood and the ark, right? And that, that story told in Genesis uh, 6 through 9, it tells us that, that at one point God was so frustrated with the world that he said, I'm going to start over. He's going to etch a sketch it clean and shake it all up and start with a clean slate. And to do that, he opened up the heavens. 
and the floods came down. Today we have the heavens opened up and the Spirit coming down. In the story of Noah, Noah knew that, that, that God's work of, of cleaning and, and fresh, fresh slate starting over again was, was completed because he sent out a dove that came back with an olive branch. A sign of peace. Today the heavens were opened up and the dove came down onto the prince of peace. Jesus came to do better than what Noah could do. Amen? Why, why, why was John involved in this baptism, right? I mean, John himself, in a beautiful way, and it, it goes into greater articulation in other places, but in Matthew's version, we just kind of said, you know, you have John say, whoa, 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 why do you want me to do it? No, I should be baptized by you. You're Jesus, I'm John, I'm nobody. You should be doing the baptizing, right? And we get that, we appreciate that. And, and Jesus says, no, it, it needs to be fulfilled that I'm baptized by you. Why? For all righteousness, Jesus says. It has to do with, with the way things transpired in the book of old. The, 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 the way prophets passed their power and their role, their mantle from one to the next, right? The story of Elijah and Elisha, right? It's told in 2 Kings chapter 2, where Elijah, who is the seasoned one, is coming to the end of his work. He's already put the mantle, the sign of the prophet, that this is who you are, I'm giving it to you now. And Elijah and Elisha cross over the water, and there Elijah is taken on a chariot of fire. And Elisha is left to continue the ministry that was started. Who is John the Baptist? But the one who prepared the way for the coming one. And here in this baptism, it is passing on his mantle. He is passing on and he's saying, okay, I've done my part of getting things ready. Now you get to take your part and do your ministry. It's a passing on of the ministry. And who is Jesus but the one who didn't just need the way prepared, but Jesus is who he is, the way himself. You know where Elijah and Elisha had that, take, that, had that transfer of, of roles take place? At the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptized. See, the place matters. Where Jesus is baptized matters. Because he's saying, I am part of a bigger story that has been going on for thousands and th since the dawn of creation. And I am coming into this story. And I'm taking it over. And I'm going to do better than the ones who came before me. And I'm gonna outdo them. And I'm gonna do better than the previous best. I'm better than Noah. I'm better than Elijah. I'm better than Elisha. I'm gonna do what they couldn't. 
I'm going to fulfill it all. This is Jesus. If you go to the Holy Lands today, one of the spots you'll, you'll most likely visit on a tour is the, the, the believed spots where Jesus was baptized, Bethany beyond the Jordan. We, we have an idea of where he was baptized. But it, it's fun to do some research of this place because it, it gets mixed in and mingled with another vital event that took place in that same area. The story of when Joshua, who was the guy who followed Moses, took the Ark of the Covenant from the wilderness into the promised land. You see, Jesus was baptized in the same area where Israel crossed over from the chaos of the wilderness into the hope of a promised land. Jesus was baptized there. The place matters. And it matters to us. Because what, what is baptism for us? Certainly it's a, a forgiveness of sins, absolutely. Jesus didn't need that part. But, but we, we, we celebrate baptism because it is for us a place where the old goes to die and the new comes to live. That was Israel. When they crossed over into the promised land, they were leaving behind all of the junk, all of the burdens, all of the brokenness. They were leaving it behind in the wilderness, and they were getting a fresh start, a new start, a promise fulfilled, a hope realized as they came into a new land. This is baptism for you. That when you are baptized you are leaving behind the old, the broken, the burden. And you are coming into the new, the promise fulfilled, the hope realized. That Jesus is who he says he is. Does what he promises to do. And fulfills and exceeds every hope from of old. This is our baptism. I was talking with a friend uh, earlier this week, and she had a really crummy week. You ever had a really crummy week? Like the worst. And it's just a, a burden that you carry on your shoulders, and you can't shake it. Sometimes that's grief. Sometimes that's an illness that, that you are afflicted with or a loved one is afflicted with. A hardship at work. A relationship that had promise long ago and is at a point now where it's just hanging on by a thread. And you're not sure if you want to hold on or let go. You had those weeks? So I was talking with my friend. And the, the promise for her and for you 
promise of baptism is that it, it, it doesn't matter how far you fall. You will never fall further than the promise and hope given by God in your baptism. You have a new identity in the waters of baptism. A new reality. And it can never be taken from you. And it doesn't matter how bad your days get. They will never get so bad that you will not be God's beloved. And the promise of our God is that he holds his beloved close. And he sits with you in the muck and in the mire. He dwells with you in the broken, in the heartbreak, in the fear. And he promises to you, you are my beloved. I will not forget you. And in this life, you may lose it all. But you can't lose Jesus. Amen? You cannot lose Jesus. And if you have Jesus and nothing else, you are among the richest that have ever lived. And if you have everything, but you don't have Jesus, you are one of the poorest who ever lived. Jesus comes and tells us that I'm a part of a story that has been going on since the dawn of creation. Everything has been leading up to who he is and what he does. And his promise to you is that you are invited into his story. And you get to be a part. You're one of his. You belong to him. So let's go honk the horns and tell people and leave behind our fear of our faith and live it out loud so others might know that you belong to him. In the name of Christ, amen.